0: a very special episode of the podcast without a cool acronym the podcast where we review disney television animation shows i'm your host Charlie adair joining me once again on the podcast we have carly hi jonathan Needword.
1: i'm back again
0: and joining us for the very first time on the podcast without a cool acronym i'm so excited to have her on you know her from her recent work on wandavision with the lopez's doing the music for it as well as the voice of the Priceline Negotiator jingle. But you also largely know her for her work on Phineas and Ferb, doing several songs, including one we're gonna talk about today, Disco Manager Golfing Queen, ladies and gentlemen, Laura Dickinson. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm still just, I can't believe we actually got you on here. It's gonna be great. Enjoy Um, being had. So the episode we're going to talk about here today is uh, it's two 11-minute segments, so we haven't really done one of those in a little while other than the one for Ferb TV, so this is a, a more standard episode of the show. So the first episode, of course, is um, Put That Putter Away, in which Phineas and Ferb build an amazing mini golf course with like tons of different themed holes. Honestly, they out-Disney Disney with their mini golf course.
2: I not- if, my, if my life is worth anything at the end of my life I will have Disney somewhere in a park build that mini golf course oh Please. my god yeah out in we, the universe
0: we were just we, talking about how it's crazy that especially now that the world showcase adventure is gone there's no permanent Phineas and Ferb attraction and that that is a crime honestly like
3: Phineas and Ferb has given Disney so much like right in their hands like here's this you can build this and like it would be really amazing but we get nothing
0: my friend David Gansel did a video about how Phineas and Ferb could fit in literally any one of the the different Disney parks. Like any, any one, you could do something there.
3: Anaheim
2: <laughs> is getting ready for a big expansion. So, and I've been watching LinkedIn, folks. I have been watching it. I'm like, where's my <laughs> position at WDI where I can be like, I want to do this to the Tiki Room and I want to do this, to, it's a small world and let's build something Phineas <laughs> and Ferb. The end.
0: Yes. Check, Your please. eyes open, Laura. I mean, yeah, that whole Disneyland expansion I think is going to be pretty cool because it's a brand new spot of land they could do pretty much anything with, which is not something they've had in a while.
2: Just to fill you in, Chandler, that was my first job, the Ducky Momo in the back with the Jungle Cruise hat. That's my Jungle Cruise hat from when I was 16. Oh, I love that. My first job and my first job for Disney. So
0: That's awesome. I see. (sighs) I have several friends who work over at... uh, Actually, I don't know if it's several. I think it's just one now. I had, I've I've known a couple of different people who have worked on Jungle Cruise here in Florida.
2: Well, hold on to your seats because it's going to get even better in Anaheim. Y'all yeah, I'm so
0: excited. Visit. Well, they're doing they're doing all the changes on both coasts, and I'm really excited because I'm like they're 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 getting more into the the lore. That's what's really fun about it. So I think that's great.
2: I might be traveling to Hong Kong in September, which I'm really excited about. It's not finalized so yet, exciting. but I watched the YouTube of. In Hong Kong, at Hong Kong Disneyland, you can choose your language, and English is one of them. I'm sorry, I can't recall the other ones. I think for sure one is Cantonese, but I
0: always I say think Cantonese something that's and wrong. But... Mandarin Chinese. Yeah,
2: yeah, and but you can choose English, and I watched it through, and I was thinking, wow, can we have some fire too here? In yeah, it's pretty <laughs> spectacular. They sure know how to do things.
0: It's gonna be it so fun. Huh? It's so funny because so many people are losing their minds over losing Trader Sam, but I'm like, okay, but that was—I always felt like that was a super anticlimactic ending. Give us some, give us a volcano. Or something. Hold
2: the phone. Hold the zoom. Who says they're getting rid of Trader Sam?
0: Oh, they already did. <laughs> they, the, the animatronic, like he—he's not in the Florida one anymore. They got rid of him a few days ago, I think. Really. Yeah, but the oh, bar is still bad. there, so that's bar what's important. Broken. The bar is still there at the Polynesian.
2: That is my. Oh, and there's a a bar restaurant bar in the downtown Disney Disneyland Hotel. Uh, Disneyland Hotel, here. yeah. I'm I don't know what's happening with that. I am gonna try and see what happens on April fifteenth because the reservations open up to people that have tickets. I'm saying that backwards. Reservations just opened up for people that already had tickets, but if you don't have tickets, the tickets go on sale april 15th so i'm going to see what's up and because i haven't been on rise of the resistance yet oh oh, it's so good i want to see it i want to experience it anyways trader sam was the best part of being a skipper because i'm if you pay attention in anaheim depending on what they do when they complete the renovation upgrade whatever you want to call it there are two lights. Now, if you're looking at Trader Sam, to Trader Sam's left, you're right. There are two lights. And if the two lights aren't green, then you would usually have to sit there for a while and you could do whatever. Well, back in the day when you could go off script <sighs> and we were in the newspaper and books and all kinds of stuff about <laughs> the fun we used to have. <sighs> but well, there, if the lights enough. aren't, if both lights weren't green, you just have to sit there and kind of riff and talk to your audience and do extra jokes because they would, they would um switch boats in and out from the back loading and so you would have to wait and it was always a fun little right. spot i
0: remember they um when i went to disneyland in september they were funneling people back behind main street so you got to see like oh, where yeah. the boats live over there
2: oh yes i had many a break back there back when <laughs> aladdin's oasis used to be in a show right there and they would get so loud and mad at us for talking while we went by or like we're <laughs> doing a show
1: <laughs>
0: well now they replaced that with the tropical hideaway which has some excellent loaded dole whips
3: Yum. Oh, God, I miss Disney so much. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Come for a visit.
2: I, lo- I love
0: how we're all, I we're all just huge theme park nerds over here. <laughs>
2: right. I just love it. I did a, uh, speaking of theme parks, Cedar, what is it called? Cedar Fair is the parent company. Cedar Point. Cedar I Point. Know. I sang it like 900 times. They're <laughs> coming up on their 150th anniversary, which I just did a whole bunch of Session vocals for that was really fun. If, you, if anyone in the so audience model. in your audience knows who Marilyn Magnus is, she's very famous director of Disney shows and other things. See if I can look up. I think, I think Lion King was hers, maybe Fantasmic. I gotta look that up, but she is directing that show. And I hope well, I am going to it. Cedar
0: Point for the very first time this summer. So oh, I also, you'll see it. Check that out.
2: You'll see it if you want. Cedar Point is where the fun begins.
1: (laughs)
0: Very excited for that. Well, I I I grew up with. We had this VHS like infomercial kind of thing that was just all about the park, and it had this this um, theme song. It's like you know, Cedar Point. Get to the point. Get to the point. It's catchy, right? Cedar Point. Get to
2: the point. Get to the point.
0: Cedar Point.
2: I'm so mad I did not research which shows are actually Marilyn (laughs) Magnus did a lot of the direction at the El Capitan theater the movie theater here which is right next to where Jimmy Kimmel films and she's just one of those legendary people that's always been around in our lives and it was really cool to work with her in a studio setting for the first time. It's so amazing
1: so how many different connections you have just with people from all different parts of the industry. Absolutely. It
2: all started with a mouse.
1: Yep. Laura, I, I hope
3: someday you uh, work with the Muppets. I would actually go crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have I done any? I I don't think I have. I mean, I worked next someday. to the Muppets when I was doing stuff at Disney California Adventure. The Muppets 3D show was right next door. So <laughs> I would always see Sweetums on break. <laughs> Stops. Like, RIP. I love the Muppets so much. <laughs> they are pretty cool. I I'm really, so thankful this my Muppet Babies audition. I need to try and find Ooh. that. I was like, please let me get this. Nope. <laughs>
3: Jonathan, what were you saying?
1: I was gonna say I'm just glad Disney's been like making more merch for their shows lately, like the ghost and Molly McGee's getting like the album release and the plushes and well, the books that's, and stuff.
2: that's an interesting point you bring up. I mean, off the record, of course, they always say that they keep the shows longer and it's more of a, a, a good chance that there'll be extra seasons depending on how the merchandise sells. <laughs>
3: oh, this is why DuckTales right. should have released that Della Duck figurine that they had made. Did DuckTales
2: really... go three seasons or four seasons?
0: Three seasons. It just, ended, just ended, ended like like a few weeks ago.
2: Four is spoken. standard, very rare in Disney TV animation world. And didn't Doc get five? Doc Did got you know, five, the, the yeah. Twitter scandal. I think that's one of the first shows ever. <laughs> Twitter a full, scandal. A full, well, not a scandal. It was great. I love when social media
3: serves people in the proper way that's all I met all I met Donet Stebbins at Disney World once. it was a very good time for me. she's so cute.
2: she's a legend she mm-hmm. impossible
1: really paved the way for the four seasons too with the fans rallying for that fourth season and I just think that's so wonderful with <laughs> Disney rally actually for the fourth
3: season of Dotails
0: one of the three seasons thing was really because of syndication and now that that's not really a thing anymore it's all about streaming you can go for longer if you want.
2: What do you think the most popular Disney TV animation show is right now? That's on. Right I, now, I have not kept up.
0: Um, now, as I'm currently still running. I got, I'd got. i probably give a damn Phoebe or the owl house.
2: What about is big city greens isn't over yet. Right.
0: Big City Greens is still going and that's another that's another good one, but I don't feel like there's it's like, as... I think
3: there's I, I only know those three shows on Disney Channel. Like though I don't watch them, but I only know of those three that are going on right now.
1: Big City Greens, I feel like it's gonna be one of those shows that nobody talks about now, but five or ten years down the line, we're gonna get kids uh, yeah. circulating clips of it on Twitter saying the show is genius. Yeah, I it's feel a like fun, fun show. That's how the Looney
3: Tunes show is going like right now. Nobody cared about the Looney Tunes show when it was going on cartoon now we're good now i was like they sure were so funny like where's that energy where was that energy when it was running ah <sighs>
0: it's a conundrum mm-hmm. it is yeah.
1: big hero six just yeah. got canned after three seasons
0: oh yeah there's big hero six um we're, we're gonna have to cover that at some point <laughs> it's that another show that's i've shit. never seen that was uh that was, uh, that was bob Shuly and mark mccorkle who have done like a whole bunch of other, of other stuff for disney over the years
1: Great. My short review, great first season. It fell apart because they didn't have a plan. And by the third season, they were doing two 11-minute segments instead of full 22s because they just ran out of longer stories to tell with the characters. Wait, they
2: started at 22 and then went to split?
1: Yes. Oh. And the third, <laughs> the whole series ended on an 11-minute, and it's just like... Ooh. That's, <laughs> oh, that's a well, there's gonna be the Baymax
0: show that's coming out, so Sorry, what, that's
3: my dog's going crazy. <laughs> the what show is coming out, Chandler?
0: Um, the the Baymax show is one of the three that they're oh. doing from uh, feature animation. Uh Baymax, Tiana, and Zootopia. Hey, editor Chandler here. I totally forgot that Moana is also getting a show. So there's actually gonna be four shows from Disney feature animation on Disney Plus. So exciting stuff.
2: We're Great. all getting
0: shows from Disney
3: glad people will be working yeah
0: for
1: real
3: should be me <laughs> i don't want to go to school
1: <laughs> hopefully we'll get to hear you on uh, hamster and gretel within by the end of 2022 at some point because dan said they're doing new music for that so i am
2: so excited about hamster and gretel i can't say anything about that yet
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah. I'm laughs> i've excited. heard, it, heard really good things about you. it too it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be really,
0: really I, i'm excited awesome. for that everything
2: hello everything dan touches is awesome he's yeah i wasn't human. very
3: sure of it when i first saw the concept art and i was like he's done aliens so much but we i'm actually excited from whatever so i can't wait
0: well, when like, i understand the aliens music. just show up in the first episode we don't see them again or maybe we
1: do i don't know but
3: well we never know
1: It's a Dan show, so I'm sure it'll have some surprises in store. So we should probably talk about the actual episode for a little bit.
3: Yes. (laughs) Um, So
0: this is a fun one, obviously, with mini golf. There's so many fun gags you can do. They do a whole bunch of different ones. Um... Let me go to my notes here. Um, also, I love how you know, you know, Stacy, Stacey is just such a good friend to Candace. She's like, Yep, I'm just gonna take care of you. And she, of course, she's not very good at the, the busting part because that's really <laughs> Candace's. I
3: really like Stacy in this episode because like it's the one time we ever get to see Stacy like without Candace and like having fun without Candace. And it really shows Stacy's character. Yeah, she's pretty yeah. featured in this one. I don't remember.
2: One of my projects uh, is to watch the whole season completely over again. I was supposed to finish that up in January because there's some episodes I still haven't been paid for. That's another story. <sighs> but uh, I haven't really remembered anything of Stacy being like super like, here's the Stacy episode, you know? She the ones really that come to mind
0: her. for me where there's bits Back where the she's alone are Happy Birthday, Isabella, which is a great one. I wish we had followed up on that with um, with Stacey knowing about Perry. And the other one that's fun where there's a little bit with her kind of by herself is Night of the Living Pharmacists, where mm-hmm. she's trying to get like the TV hooked up and she's like completely <laughs> oblivious to everything that's going on around her with the the whole apocalypse that's going down. That's uh, a good one.
3: Right, yeah, Stacey. that was um.
2: Jump right. Night of Living Pharmacist. I'm. I have my IMDb up because I knew that I would be like, oh, what song? <laughs> that was Jump Right to It and Triangulation. Some really good. That was most of the. All of the. If, IMDb with like Isabella with the uh, Fireside Girls. Something. Yeah, as,
1: as as a major uh, fan of stacy's character, I can say this episode does her justice in a way that few other episodes do, but also. It's just another argument against why people are just like, why was she not in the last day of summer? It was, you know, you know, leaving her out. was They just did um, her so
3: dirty. Like, she deserves so much more.
1: Or Jeremy
0: in last day of summer. We don't see Jeremy last day of summer either. But
3: last day of summer is so good. It is. They did so good with ending Phineas and fruit. Okay, I forgot how, like, when this episode starts and, like, Vanessa and ride their bikes up to, the, like, the, the golf course, is like, sitting, like, really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess all three of them are beautiful and Bougie, but, like, I just noticed Isabella, that is so funny.
0: Yeah, because it's it's kind of funny because it doesn't start with them building the golf course or having the idea to do the golf course. Like they don't build like one of their rooms like just where Nabil do. They just are gonna go to the mini golf course <laughs> and then they find out that oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's closed because you know it was old and people weren't really coming to it anymore. The the the, the dude who owned the place, the 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 tiny um um, he's uh, I guess he's half Scottish and half Irish because he has that line. Where he's like, the Scotsman in me tells me to hold on until the bitter end, but then again, I'm half Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so good.
1: So much. Bad. Okay, also, it, this
3: is like one of the first episodes that shows us competitive side too, because she's like, I wanted to destroy you on the mini links like that. <laughs> I, I actually,
2: I've always wanted to learn to golf, and last July, about I think it's about seven months ago, whatever that math is, I started. To learn how to golf, and Ooh. I'm
1: getting pretty
2: maxi golf, not miniature. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really excited to get on the mini golf course now that I have maxi golf
1: education. So I it's not golf; work... it's miniature. It's miniature golf. Uh... <laughs> it's
0: miniature. It's miniature golf. I used to work at a place called Top Golf, which is a chain. um It's a restaurant and also just this awesome state-of-the-art driving range. Where it's like if you've never played golf before, it's a good place to go because all all of the staff basically knows how to do a good swing. Like, like we've all learned how to how to do it so we can teach people. Um, of course, we also have we also would have golf pros there where you could actually like sign up to take lessons. Um, but it's super cool because it's like it's three stories tall, so you can be on the ground or higher up. Um, and you aim at these targets that are out on the field, these huge targets. Oh, yeah and it's oh my gosh it's there's one by my house in ontario too.
2: i'm so going i'm gonna send you should one. do oh, it
0: yeah i think <laughs> so if you're going. laura you're in socal so i think the closest one to you is probably going to be the one in las vegas which is like a whole other deal no, like they got one swimming in, pools one in over ontario. there
3: ontario
1: there's one right here in south carolina too There, uh, everybody
3: just has fun things to do and i don't have anything <laughs> yes
1: laura does. where are you right now
3: I live
2: on the border of Los Angeles and Orange County. I'm pretty much far, far east. If you've ever okay, seen yeah, Back to the so... Future, the Twin Pines Ball is in my hometown. Oh, that. Oh. So the Ontario airport is, I'm like right between the Ontario airport, Santa Ana and LAX. Like I'm kind of in the middle of that. Um, I can get to Disneyland in about 15, 20 minutes, depending on traffic, but the Ontario location, is actually close to me of top golf so i will be going there and sending you a full report okay so they
0: did open one up near to um like disneyland and everything i was i was hoping they would do one over there
2: it's not near it's near. probably like with traffic an hour away
0: oh well but still near enough near enough like, <laughs> it, it is it is accessible within the socal region so that's good so you don't have to drive all the way to vegas to go there
2: but we should
0: oh well, i st- i really want to go i i haven't been back to vegas in like 6 years because the last if, time I went there because I'm from Vegas the last time I was if there, we're was- doing
3: a Vegas meetup I'm coming because Vince <laughs> is there right now too so like we all gotta just hang out
0: <laughs> um because last time I was in 2015. plan and as, as an adult who's old enough to drink now there are some fun things I would like to do that I've never gotten to do before right um, I haven't been
3: vegas since i was 16 so like now i can go and actually do adult things
0: well and um on that note there is this cool place called area 15 that opened up That's this whole complex they've got some stuff that's for all ages but they've also got some adults only stuff like they have this emporium place that's like an arcade slash bars slash i think also gift shop and they have meow wolf las vegas which i want to check out so bad because they have because that's omega mart which looks amazing
1: but anyways.
3: Jonathan, are you still baby or are you 21
1: and all? Oh, I'm I'm baby for a couple more days. My birthday's on the 27th. So Yay!
3: Soon. I need to write that on my calendar.
1: Yes. I will soon be 21 and have my first sip of an alcoholic beverage.
3: Yes.
2: What day is it again?
1: The 27th.
2: Of this month?
1: Of this month, yeah.
2: Okay. Very exciting. I'm putting that in the calendar.
1: Jonathan, we need to go
0: to ogres at some point.
1: Yes, ogres would be good. Yes, ogres are so fun.
0: Um, so going to the actual, going to some notes about the actual episode. We keep getting off track, but that's okay. Um, I love that the the Candace like she can't say busted, so she writes it down, and it's like, is that dancing weasels? Oh, busted. okay. And... Sick, you know,
1: sick, sick. Candace is just completely defeated. Like, yeah she she can't do anything completely incapacitated and you know what stacy being right by her side is the best friend gonna try her hardest to to bust the literally what a good friend it's, it's the ambition and
0: the kindness that count there. Because because St- Stacy goes out and and um, tells Phineas and Ferb what's going on, and Phineas is like, what a good friend. She's like, yeah, right.
3: <laughs> I love how they have like FaceTime on their like two thousand seven flip phones too. Yeah. Like, I think that's just like oh,
0: beautiful yeah. to me. <laughs> like, yeah. That's another thing. I'm like, there's no way there's actually any usable video from that. <laughs> I mean, but towards the end of the series, everyone has smartphones. It's like supposedly this took place over one summer, but oh, hold on, hold on. Let's not
1: start. Let's not start with the Phineas and Ferb timeline. Well, well, actually, yeah, so multiverse theory. But anyways.
3: (laughs) we don't want to talk about that.
0: Uh, Um, I like how Phineas
3: looks at the note too, and he goes dancing weasels. this is really bad like have really bad penmanship <laughs> like <laughs> um
0: and of course perry um the the perry's entrance to his a bit where he's just he's got his cup of coffee and he looks so tired um and monogram is like well we were about to approve your vacation request, and by rep- approve it i mean deny it i'm like oh yep i feel that
1: monogram is life. just a jerk to perry so unnecessarily so many <laughs> times not
3: like Perry is like the backbone of this like organization. He just gets nothing for it.
0: Yeah.
3: Except in um, Milo Murphy's Law, it did show that Perry makes bank like fifty yeah, thousand money paycheck. So at
1: least that you know, I'm I'm proud of Dan and Swampy for never using monogram as a as like a, a board to pin Disney executive commentary on. Like he remained his own thing. He was completely separate, so I'm. You know what? Props, props to them for keeping him a, a solid character and just being mean because he's. That's just who he is. I mean, because the problem is, once you start pinning
0: Disney executive jokes to a character, you would never stop. Because, uh, as, as Swampy sort of told us when we were talking with him about Dude, we Getting the Band Back Together, there was a lot of that kind of stuff. Where it's like, oh my gosh, the, the, the like, like, set, uh, like S and P standards and practices is like, what are they doing?
2: Yeah, I won't talk about all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait till the book comes out.
0: Oh, yes, the I will is over. be
3: um lining up outside of the Barnes and Noble to buy that book. <laughs> I need it.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Barnes and Noble. you're getting an advanced
2: copy. You probably will have to proofread it.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> there we go, Carly.
3: <laughs> here we go. It might take a minute. I'm I'm about as dyslexic as it comes, but I don't I'll I'll give you my updates. Well maybe
2: you just do some artwork instead, like help me with the cover design. That would be fun.
3: That would be super fun. We should do that. We can talk about it.
1: We can record the audiobook. Yes. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> there we go. I have
2: a really good friend that is it, the question that I get asked the most is how do I be a session singer? How do I be a voice actor? be a become a whatever that's grammar uh and this person that i refer to a lot of people who is an incredible vocal instructor but also a session singer you've heard his work a million times we've done a bunch of projects together but he has a book and i just asked him i said would you be interested in doing an audiobook because Mm -hmm. i want to go through the production process of audiobook with someone before i do my own so i'm really excited for that
0: that's awesome
1: audiobooks are amazing because it basically oh. just takes reading and oh. makes it into a podcast which mm-hmm. you know I can listen to a book in the car ride speaking of audiobooks there's
0: actually a gag about audiobooks in this episode because um the whole thing is that Duve has um bought a house in the suburbs and it's literally like four doors away from Phineas and Ferb's house because <laughs> like Perry flies over there it's like oh but it's right there okay um and Doof is like I'm not actually doing anything evil but do you want to just hang out and relax and Perry's like yeah, I'll do that. But when Perry crashes in, Duke's um in the hammock listening to um li- listening to Tom Sawyer translated into evil.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not the vacation condo, is it?
0: That's the house in the suburbs. That's not the uh because there's the condo in the woods, I think that um that's the where one. Yeah, where he has the date with uh with with why well, I can't remember the actress's name, but, uh...
3: I can't tell you, but I can tell you that one the, of my is names is speaking Anatomy*. Is like, yeah. Meredith?
0: No, no, no. The, okay. Uh, Christina?
3: <laughs> oh! I know uh, what yeah. was her name?
0: I cannot remember her name for the life of I her last memory. name.
3: I'll find it. But I know
0: who you're talking about.
3: That is a good episode. That one's get that, get, get this big foot out of my face, right? yeah that o. was
0: yeah, Sandra. Sandra o, that's o. her name, Sandra O. Sandra O. was Strudel Cutie four four two seven.
3: Well, DuVerniers was Sturdle Cutie four four two seven. Oh no! But no well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Schwartz was Sturdle
0: Cutie four four two seven. Sandra O. was the 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 crazy person that uh, was supposed to be on a date it? with Schwartz, but ended up basically mostly just kissing Perry. I
3: was in love with Perry, and then Perry <laughs> yes. came home with kiss marks all over him.
0: <laughs> Why are you covered in lipstick? Perry had a traumatic experience that night. Let's see. So there's an air hockey hole. Um, and apparently every fictional mini golf course needs a clown. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there's clowns, clowns in both halves of this episode because the other the other half of the episode has Slushy the Clown from Slushy Burger. so green and that...
1: meat so brown. Lunchtime, Lunchtime fun, fun with Slushy, Slushy the, the clown.
0: clown. The restaurant that doesn't decide if it wants to be Slushy Burger or Slushy Dog in any given episode.
1: Well, you know, I just think of it two. as Hardee's and, oh, sorry, sorry. Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Saw.
0: Or um like checkers and rallies, basically. Slushy burger, slushy dog. What were you going to say, Laura? Explanation.
2: I've, yeah, exactly that. Maybe one's East Coast, one's West Coast-ish. <laughs> Except they're in Danville.
1: Except they're both in Danville. <laughs> Danville encompasses the entire United States because it's right by the beach and it's right next to Niagara Falls and not Rushmore
3: I just I just assume that it's in Wisconsin I self-project because <laughs> <Like, laughs> we have Lake Michigan there's pretty beaches and then that's where
1: Atlantis was that's why they never found yeah. it yeah yes <laughs>
3: I was gonna say uh. we, when you mentioned Carl's Jr. earlier my best friend Daniela, when she was little like in kindergarten they asked her like the the question was like if you could like be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? Like, what's your favorite place? And she brought on her board Carl's Jr. <laughs> She's <just> a <laughs> <this> little kid. <laughs> your favorite place was Carl's Jr. It's so cute. Well, Carl, I've never even
0: Carl's been to Jr. slash hardy's has really good breakfast biscuits. Yes. The biscuits are really good.
3: Biscuits and gravy. It's mm. so good. They closed our hardy's here. So,
0: ah, uh, well, they also have the other thing that they have that's really good is they have like cinnamon raisin biscuits. It's so yummy. I'm going to continue um,
1: this food tangent and say, living in Florida my whole life, I didn't know that Cookout existed, and now that I know that Cookout exists, I can't live without it. I have what to is go it? like, there. It's like, it's a fast food restaurant. I guess it's just on, like, the East Coast. I don't know. I haven't had In-N-Out California. and everybody says In-N-Out is good, but- In-N-Out is fantastic.
2: It depends on where you're from, I think. the Some of the people that I know from the East Coast come here, and they're just not into it. But, love it. My brother hated yeah. it.
3: And I was, when my brother came back from Vegas when he went the one time, he came home wearing an In-N-Out shirt. And I was like, oh my goodness, did he like you? He like It kind of sucked. Five Guys is better. And I was like, no way. not." <laughs> let me hold my bang. Five Guys?
1: No. Five Guys yeah. is not better. I've never had In-N-Out, but it can't be better. Five, Five guys, is... guys is
0: too expensive.
2: There's a lot of stuff on the secret menu too. And a lot of little hacks that you animal fries over the years. I get mine with sometimes grilled onions sometimes fresh onions if i'm not kissing anyone and <laughs> chopped chilies and pickles you can Ooh. put mustard there's a whole oh, bunch I am so hungry right now
3: i know i've been i've
2: been vegan again for almost a month and i haven't had a drop of alcohol for 13 days so we should not talk about food right now yeah I'm proud of you thank you i lost 10 pounds without really doing anything except yeah except um not eating chemicals
0: um <laughs> So one one other thing I noticed is it, it's always fun when characters get multiple outfit changes in an episode like this. These characters normally only wear like one outfit, so when you have an episode where they wear like six different outfits because they all change with different themes, that's always really fun.
3: That's I was just going to say that the Fireside girls literally are wearing the cutest clothes I've ever seen in my life. Like Addison is wearing that cute little crop top.
2: So good. So good. <laughs> I clearly need to watch this episode again. Was that that wasn't in the was it in the first season? Yes, season 1. Yeah, that was season,
0: season 1. one epi- yeah,
2: I don't 20, think I've gotten there month. yet. I'm, I'm like sort of, I started in January and gosh, COVID and my family taking care of my family here. And so I need to get back on that. But like making a list of, because there's some episodes that I'm in where it's just like, hey, Jet P or Perry or something like <laughs> small. And there's not really a whole song. So right. I'm trying to make sure I'm categorizing all that. And there's so much missing from IMDb because uh, this one has I a, never the got best Isabella in. outfit
3: of all time. Oh, my God. It ever focuses. Yes. Halloween <laughs> costumes. I love it so much.
0: Sweet. The other one I remember that was kind of like this was the the Bullorama drama.
1: Where they got, pin, like, the bowling pin, outfits. Pin, pin, bowling. Okay, also in, um, tree to, I think
3: it's tree to get ready when they have the tree houses. Phineas and Ferb, like, changed outfits every single time but like, on screen for no <laughs> reason. Like, no reason at all.
0: Just because like, it's, pigments. like, it, it's, it's to serve as different gags.
3: Yeah, just it's seeing, just so funny.
0: And that's I'm really I'm what this seeing one seeing is, like too. Like it's a phineas just to serve as different ass. gags.
3: Yeah, Laura, I have, I have 104 Phineas and Ferb shirts. Ugh
0: how ironic (laughs) one for every day of summer Uh, vacation i
3: know i had to actually put some in storage because like not in storage but like in my basement because there wasn't enough room in my closet anymore (laughs) like they take up a whole like almost half of my closet do you have the small thin
2: flocked hangers
3: um probably not no i just have normal hangers that i bought at the dollar store because i'm cheap (laughs) (laughs) the little
2: thin flocked hangers will get you more space in your closet in case you ever need. But that's pretty impressive. Do you have pictures of all of them? I can get pictures of all of them. They would, I don't.
3: I'm so sad.
2: I didn't ever like really buy a ton of merch. I should have because it's harder to find now.
3: My whole thing, eBay is your best friend for Phineas and Ferb merch. I have bought, I like, I don't even have to look at Phineas and Ferb stuff anymore because I legitimately think I have almost every single piece of Phineas and Ferb merch ever made. Like, it's (laughs) so bad.
1: But the way the way Carly snagged the Candace Against the Universe mug from eBay and everybody on Twitter was coming after her like
2: where did you get so mad at me for this call? I didn't even get one and I worked on the
3: freaking movie. Uh, Okay. Dan and I have one of those mugs and Dan was like yeah and he never messaged me back ever again and then I was like whatever I'm sick of this so I went to eBay and somebody was selling it I was like bye I don't even care how much it costs like I need that cup so bad I just
1: want the Beaver Pete shirt that I saw all the all the team members wearing
3: Dan promised you and me both he would send us stuff in the mail and then never sent it
1: never messaged us (laughs) back about it oh my goodness like he played the full version of how do I do it for me? And like these other ones. And I'm just like, he was like, yeah, I'll send it over to you. And he just.
2: That show oh got God. so shafted.
1: It so did. Bad. It did. Yes. So bad. And that's what frustrates me is I love these songs so much. And there's like three minute versions of them out there on somebody's computer with there's extra full lyrics. versions
2: of almost every song that the songs are done before the rest of everything. Like when they're boarding and getting everything together, they do the songs first, from what I've been told. I might not be explaining it We're just on someone's computer in the hills.
3: The, but they do it. they
2: sit around and write everything together and then they do like full versions of the songs. And then sometimes shorter versions get put into the episodes. So that's why there's longer songs, the longer versions of the songs on the albums like in Phineas, but Milo never got a CD, not even like any Nothing, thing. not a single
3: piece of merch ever came out from Milo Murphy's Law.
0: Man. It's so sad. Yeah, I the songs that show was were so good. good. That was like Redbubble or something.
3: Yeah, you can find good stuff on
1: Redbubble.
3: Link in my shop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plug. Redbubble.com slash Carly Bella.
3: Underscore. <laughs> there we go.
1: Yes. Underscore, there you go. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Here we go. <laughs>
1: um
0: so of course um uh that brings us to this fabulous song um in this first half of the episode that laura did
2: and danny there's danny yes in there and danny too. of
3: course
2: i'm not sure there- if everybody really understands that danny jacob is usually 97.239 percent of the time playing all of the instruments
1: yeah, that all is those songs. He's a musical
2: prodigy. He's, He's great. It's he so the amazing what you can do with a computer and a guitar. Uh, Danny's oh. played bass guitar, ukulele, has he done harmonica lots of hand percussion I'm trying to think imagine just like
3: having all that talent just like at your disposal
1: I talked to him like twice and what's what's so great is that he's just so humble about everything too like he's he's just like I can't believe like we're doing an interview or whatever He's, he's just he's the nicest guy and I'm so thankful that Phineas and Milo and now Hamster and Gretel have such a talented guy to compose the score for one
2: of my dearest friends he's amazing he's sweet
1: Any if you're
0: listening to this we'd love to have you on the show sometime
3: <laughs> well, I can make that happen for that would sure. be awesome
0: that would be right, awesome so
3: let me let me send a text message real quick
0: <laughs> yes done it, done.
3: <laughs> I owe him a that's... phone call I'll make it done
0: yay well that's great that would be awesome. I, I got everything lined up up until after I get back from my road trip at the beginning of June. Cause I'm doing like a two week road trip where I'm hitting nine parks over the course of 13 days.
2: What? Theme that parks? sounds so fun. Yes. That's right. You're going to Cedar Point. Yes, yeah,
0: awesome. so I'm going to Cedar Point. I'm doing, so I'm doing, uh, worlds oh my my fun. Fun. um, Worlds City, of Fun, um, Silver Dollar City, which is my, uh, one of my, um, One of my managers, Brad, said it's his favorite of the parks that I'm visiting. Uh, And then Six Flags St. Louis, and also, like, the the City Museum and the Arch, of course. And then Holiday World, Kentucky Kingdom, Cedar Point, Kings Island, Dollywood, and Carowinds.
2: Dollywood? Yes. (laughs) I did two projects with her, and I still haven't met her.
0: Aww. I'm
2: dying to meet her. I love her so much.
3: Wait, you've done projects with Dolly Parton?
2: I did her Christmas on the Square Netflix film. I contracted all of the vocalists and co-directed them. And then I just did the Dolly Parton a Music Cares tribute. That was a couple years ago, though. And we didn't know that they were going to make it into a Netflix movie. If you watch Every that, i behind tell Mavis something. Staples and Leon Bridges. I actually have a full close-up where it's just my face on the screen. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> cut,
3: cut, cut, cut. I have short hair in that. Short red hair.
2: The red I hair, it was
3: cute
0: hair. I watch wow, you on.
3: tell me new things about yourself every single day, Laura, and it just blows me <laughs> away. Like I love Dolly parts
0: I remember, um, I remember a while ago when there was that, um, uh, I believe Netflix documentary about Dolly. Um, Swami so hosted a thing where it's like he's like, I would be awestruck to meet Dolly. I'm like, when you would be awestruck to meet someone, Swami, so that says something
2: she uh, had a group called trio with Lou harris and linda ronstadt which is part of how i learned some of my musicianship and harmony singing because they sang in three-part harmony all the time so i would listen to it and sing the top part then i would listen again and sing the middle part and listen again and sing the low part it's a really beautiful uh That's i think awesome. there might have been two albums but the first one is the one i know a lot it's just such great and she's uh she wrote a lot of the songs for that record, too. They're kind of like off the beaten path songs. I recorded one of them. I've got to find that. Maybe I'll release it.
3: Oof. Anyway, <laughs> back to Phineas. So, so cool.
2: yes.
1: Okay, my mind oh. has been going in circles thinking about this, so I don't forget. But I think the funniest, this ties back to what we were talking about with Slushy Dog. The funniest Phineas and Ferb outrage was when Candace Against the Universe came out, and they spelled Slushy Dog, D-O-G, instead of D-A-W-G. And everybody's like, Dan Swampy don't care
3: about canon. <laughs> it, was, it was just the funniest
0: thing. I'm old enough to remember when Dan and Swampy admitted that they would check the wiki for canon stuff.
2: <laughs> I remember that. That's exactly <laughs> it.
3: They're
2: you know, like, our, our fans
0: keep better track of this stuff than we do.
3: When I went to the studio, when they were, like, making um, Candace Against the Universe, Kyle Menke was showing me the maps that he had drawn out for, like, you know, the what is it baseball the baseball scene? arena and I was just pointing out like oh this is from this episode like all the like you know easter eggs and he was like I w- none of us knew half that stuff that <laughs> you just said <laughs> I'm like, just having a good time I'm obsessed with this show
1: I so. think it's so cool that there's that social media has given the fandom and this can sometimes be unhealthy but the fandom can communicate with the people who are actually making the art or the show. And that leads <laughs> to some really cool interactions. And Well, it, it can be unhealthy, but it can also lead to really cool stuff like this, like, you know, Laura being on the podcast. And exactly, that's, it's, it's just really awesome that TV shows aren't just these faceless products anymore. You can see the people behind them and their influence on the work and the work that they've done. And the fact that you can follow those trails on the internet, I think is something that's really cool.
0: I love that. I think there's, so there's, too.
1: there's so much talent and passion that goes
0: into every single frame of these shows and it's it's great that we get to see, you know, these are the people that make this happen. These are the people that do all this awesome stuff. Uh, it's really cool. I love
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like, I've made some of my best friends from like, the crew of Phineas and Ferb, so I agree 100%.
0: Yeah. Uh, so of course the song Um Disco Miniature Dolphin Queen, very fun, ABBA pastiche. Very, very fun. Kind of kind of short, but a good uh, definitely a good one. Uh, the other one I was thinking about it's
3: a bop. never skip that one. It never always, skip. Every time it exactly. plays, you just have, you listen to it all the way through.
0: The other I one think- I love that's really good. Um that I know you were a uh, singer on Laura was the the Ducky Momo one for the Nerds of a Feather episode.
2: That was one of the best experiences was thinking about that today how i always go back to the ducky momo episode the little brothers episode but then one of the great episodes that i love is the halloween one with like no momo and all yes. that, like the yes i got oh, to do, oh,
0: horror, and, scary.
2: Tri- stuff, and that was i was thinking about that today but disco miniature golf and queen i remember listening to i think it was dancing queen because Every song usually has a temp because however the writers the songwriters write it all together, then it gets sent to Danny. And usually as far as the production goes, like what the soundscape of the song needs to be as far as the arrangement orchestration, there's usually like a temp song. And I think that one was Dancing Queen.
1: How that would was. make sense.
2: I can hear it. I can
1: hear that. What was your favorite song you sung for Milo that you sung on?
2: Uh, there wasn't a lot there was only someone asked me that today uh, or yesterday on Twitter and I did I did a contracting episode so we did I, I gathered all the auditions and had someone audition to sing on the show and went in and directed them and but the two that I sang on I looked it up the other day I was it was like a Halloween one where I was Brunhilde at the end and sang this oh, really high opera yes. stuff. And then there was the doctor Zone episode that was yes really the doctor fun. Zone I can tell you in a minute
1: the last Halloween is a great song that's, that's one the one favorite last Halloween the show. oh
3: God I love that one Ashley boarded that episode
1: did she board that musical number
3: I have no idea but I know she boarded that episode <laughs> Anne is so good at she... musical numbers you you know about the
2: all the a lot of the musical family Guy episodes if you mm. watch them that dan directed there's so it's like he has such a branded musical number thing it's like i think it's so cool yeah um so oh safety czar remember oh, that for real yeah, yeah. yeah. Starstruck, what disaster of, of my favorites? dreams safety czar and doctor zone
1: he's the caution and king he's the safety
2: czar being yeah, careful
1: superstar
2: I I haven't listened to
1: Milo music in so long. This stuff
2: is so incomplete on my IMDb. That's one of the things on my list I got to fix. That'll
0: get done.
1: He's an advocate for living hazard-free. That was a good one.
0: So, of course, the... Oh, uh, the next thing that happens in the episode is uh, Candace gives up and is just like, "Fine, I'm just gonna go get mom myself." And she walks out of her room with her bunny slippers, and it's like the the, the, the slowest, saddest walk. And you hear the bunny slippers squeak as <laughs> she walks. It's like, <laughs> Poor, <laughs> Poor Candace! I just wanna, I, I just want to give her some soup. I just to to give something.
3: Someone give her some medicine, like for some Medicine, real. yeah.
0: Tell Take her it'll it be, all, tell her it'll all be okay, and just give her some Dayquil.
3: You can tell Candace a million times that things are going to be okay. She just will never. She's like me.
0: That's true. She
3: just doesn't believe that. <laughs> no, that's true.
0: Um, and, um, of course, the, the thing that finally sets doof off is Phil is just the worst neighbor ever. <laughs> and so he gets, like, this this high-powered leaf blower um, but he can't control it for anything, so he ends up just flying all over the place, which ends up causing the propeller on the top the well, the window on top of the golf course to become a propeller. It gets yanked up at, right after Candace is like, Well, at least the golf course can't vanish while they're still in it. I'm like, clearly, Candace doesn't remember that that's exactly what happened in the roller coaster because it just, yep, there it goes. It's poor girl. And uh and uh, Linda shows up and Candace is like, follow that golf course. She's like, what does that even mean? She's like, just drive. <laughs> uh, and they end up at Little Duffer's, and Ferb's like, well, I don't know why we didn't build it here in the first place.
1: That and is a other top thing, tier Ferb line.
0: The other thing that happens is uh, we get the second appearance of the farmer's wife, which means that this is the episode that I think the farmer's wife bit happens twice in the Leave the Busting to Us episode. But still, this was the second episode that appeared in, that it appeared in, which means that this was the episode that made that officially a running gag. You know you should have been setting aside a portion of your
2: profits over the years with the understanding that that money would be used to upgrade your investment. What did you think? A shiny new miniature golf course would just fall out of the sky?
0: You'd be surprised what falls out of the sky in Dunville. I love that.
3: And the show
0: you know Rob Hughes'
3: wife? That,
0: that is... is. I- that is one of the best running gags, I think. It's it's so fun.
1: I love that Rob Hughes' daughter was originally supposed to be Melissa in Milo. And then Aww. she ended up getting to play Joni. because um, Disney wanted somebody bigger. But um yeah, I I'm I'm happy she got to be in the show. Rob Hughes is such TV. a nice guy. He
3: is oh. um.
1: he's really kind
3: when I met him I like we were taking a picture and I I like put up peace signs because I do it all the time and he looked at me he was like boy band
1: (laughs) (laughs) really down to earth
3: yeah I had my hair I was wearing my hair exactly like this when I met him he was like do you want to come to my birthday party it's a costume party you can only come if you're dressed like Harley Quinn I was like I am leaving tomorrow (laughs) like I will not be here (laughs)
0: So um, when I was in California back in September of 2019, and I was going to go, well, but when I was back in California in September of 2019, and I ended up getting to go meet up with Swampy in person at his studio in Venice. I, I um messaged him asking if uh, David, I could come meet up and he emailed, actually I, I ended up sending him an email um, and he emailed me back right as I was at not scary farm. And he's like, Hey, you guys can swing by the studio tonight. If you want, we're going to be, you know, we're going to put a movie up on the wall and have, you know, beer and food and whatever. I'm like, that sounds great. Except the person who would be my ride is working scary farm. I'm like, can we come, come by on Monday? He's like, yeah, absolutely. um, But Um, i'm hoping that next time i'm in california i can go to one of those movie nights because that would be really fun
3: his little studio surfer jack is so cute i just love it it's so small and so cute
0: yeah i'm I'm still so glad i got to go over there and then when i went in march my friend ava who works in feature animation gave us a tour of disney feature animation and the whole lot over there which was awesome
3: it's amazing laura have you done anything for surfer jack or no
2: um swampy's son, I coached him through a bunch of stuff a Django. while ago. Yeah. Django is so talented. Uh, but no, I have not. I need not to yet. send
3: them a send them a little note just to say hi. <laughs>
2: he
3: has a, in, in, in Swampy's office at his uh serverjack studio, he has a picture from Muletown Music Fest.
0: And he has, like, it's so cute. It's in this
3: little Phineas and fur frame. I remember I when I was there. I pictures from that. I, I can send I pictures from I don't that. Think, me and you don't have a picture together from that, but I definitely have, like, a bajillion pictures and videos. Like, I have a video of every single song that you guys did. That was so fun. And Luna was there. Luna was there.
0: Aww.
2: She was tiny, though.
3: She was a bee. She was very small, because I... remember seeing her and then like i didn't even think it was the same dog from like when you sent me the picture for christmas i didn't i was like there's no way but she was just a little grown up (laughs) up. she's grown oh baby
0: so of course the last thing that happens in the the first half of this episode is stacy gets sick (laughs) (laughs) and she and candace are just in the bed together i'm like oh you're good friends
3: buddies being sick together
1: (laughs) buddies it's it's you know the power of of a virus to contaminate other people it's it was a life lesson so far ahead of its time we didn't even we, we didn't even see it
0: well and then there's I'm, I'm thinking of the episode that's much later i remember where uh phineas ferb and their friends except for buford are all sick and they just play video games the whole episode
3: i love it that was everybody during like the actual lockdown all we did was facetime and I think I finished the entire DuckTales remastered game during quarantine.
1: That
0: was how Among Us got so popular. Is just because everyone was had nothing else to do.
3: This is like a co-op game. It's a good one.
1: Among Us is fun. Have you played Among Us at all, Laura?
0: Say oh, the video game.
1: Among Us, yeah.
0: It's the one that's basically oh. like mafia but on a spaceship like it's Laura, like a we program, should play together
3: we should get a big group chat of people and all will just play among us <laughs> i was supposed to be i spent before i
2: before like during covid and before covid i was spending a lot of time on twitch watching the the game that i've voiced on which i can't really i don't think i'm allowed to say yet
3: Oh. Okay.
2: even Ooh. though it's out but I spent so much time like watching that and studying that, and I should be playing that, but I'm scared to play it. <laughs> so I what is, is it for it's like something the thing easy, like Animal Crossing? Although I've never played Animal Crossing either, but like I get nervous because some of these, Laura, games if you have ever get those... a
3: switch and start playing Animal Crossing, I have a go... switch.
2: I have a though. And we can go to each other's
3: islands. That <laughs> would be so
2: fun. That it's been be sitting fun. in my garage for like six months because I got the Ring Fit adventure. <laughs> I just haven't done it yet.
3: Oh, you gotta get on that. It is so fun. The Switch is a very good console. Like, it's a very good one.
0: My sister spent good money getting a new, uh, well, not a new, but a a Wii off of eBay. I'm like, why did you not just put that money towards getting a Switch? Because the
3: Wii is the most superior gaming system ever made.
0: I mean I, I like it but end. it's also old like a new version I have, of the same thing would be fine but
3: we have the limited edition red Mario Wii and like ah. it's I still have it it matches my Lightning McQueen TV like so sometimes I'll have it in my room but like this TV screen is like this big
0: <laughs> like a like a rectangle that's like not the the wide ratio yeah
3: it's so cute. I mean,
1: bro. it's the only console I can play Super Mario Galaxy 2 on, which is just a top-tier game, so. It's
3: the only one that you can play Wii like... Sports Resort, so. Yeah,
1: one, one um, I finally yes. got it for Wii Fit.
0: Yeah. Because it has, like, the balance board. Because they never Wii did fit. the balance board for anything else.
3: It's so fun. was Fit just...
1: harmed a generation.
3: Well, yeah, it did. We all have body issues now, because <laughs>
1: Funny. Like, we yeah, it was it. telling us we were obese at 15 legitimately but, but, it
3: was like you are obese like thank you we i love wait, you wait what I'm like three years old they the said that? Dad, like, it
2: yeah, well,
0: it, it's using bmi which is kind of an outdated um way of calculating that
2: Yikes, did they ask for your height and
0: everything? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, that's for your oh height you
2: straight out that you're obese. That's yeah. really that's like cancel <laughs> culture right there. Why it's hasn't anyone a... talked about that on Twitter?
1: And like like when you would gain weight, it would oh, play this like sad little music scene, like <laughs> boom,
0: boom. oh no,
2: <laughs> that is not productive.
0: <laughs> no, but what um uh, but Why? I will say what's my... what's cool about the we the WeFit Plus game is they have one well, uh, the original We Fit, but also We Fit Plus, is they have um, table tilt was just super fun table tilt is really fun where you're trying to get um you're, you're basically like an it's, it's like a table tilt game but you're controlling it with your body so that's fun.
3: well wii sports resort has skydiving so. <laughs> <laughs> and 100 pin bowling actually so the I game really I, I
0: really liked the most on the Wii was uh, wii ski and snowboard never
3: played
0: it because that used the balance board and you could actually like pretend like you were skiing. It's not
3: so fun. Why is the Wii not being, like, revamped?
0: Because the Wii U flopped, that's why.
3: That's why they should have never made it. They should have just revamped the Wii, and then things would have been better for us.
1: So anyways. <laughs> this is a Phineas and Ferb show. We yeah. we hope you're enjoying all of our Phineas all, and all Ferb have conversations. nothing to do with Phineas
0: and Ferb, but it's okay because we're just having fun here. Long ago in a faraway land, there was a prosperous studio run by a middle-aged CEO. In an era of princesses and flashy musical numbers, the studio decided to go in a different direction and thus their most unique creation was born.
1: And they called it The Emperor's New Groove. But The Emperor's New Groove is more than just one movie. There's an entire expanded groove out there, and I intend to explore it all on The Emperor's New Podcast. Hi, I'm Micah Hirsch, and I'll be your host on this whimsical journey as I'm joined by special guests to discuss every corner of this underrated franchise, from movies to television to theme parks. You can hear all about it on The Emperor's New Podcast, Available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Be sure to stop by and give it a listen. And remember, beware the groove.
0: Um, so um, the next episode is Does This Duckball Make Me Look Fat? This is a fun one. Um, it's one of those where it starts off with Phineas and Ferb watching an old movie and getting inspired by that. You know that's always gonna be a fun time. Um specifically, it's a movie that is um Specifically, it's a movie that is definitely not the the same idea as that one movie with Jeff Goldblum where they make the teleporters and then he ends up getting merged with the fly.
3: (laughs) Gross! Yeah, it's
0: really gross. Um, Thankfully, they don't quite go that route. But anyways, they have these old-school teleporters and Phineas and Ferb are like, okay, obviously we're going to recreate that. Um, And that all happens very quickly um oh the other the other thread that's kind of running through the episode that doesn't well i mean there's a fun little payoff for it at the end but it's kind of like okay this was inconsequential but it's one of those where it's just like it's kind of fun that this is a runner is uh, linda's looking for her earrings the whole episode the dangly toe pads are the hoops hoops oh she must be wearing the blue dress <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one like the fact that phineas just knows that i'm like he, he just really pays attention to stuff like that i guess he's
3: a nice boy he's a good little boy
0: yes just specific details i guess um they build the teleporters and of course um jeremy's coming over and candace is like mom please don't embarrass me so of course you know mom is gonna embarrass her um it's
3: very embarrassing i feel for candace that sucks
0: but what sets off the whole episode is Candace wakes up and Perry is just, just laying on her bed just just peacefully and she like yells at him and she's like, you're not supposed to be in here. I, I... Doesn't she call him something really
3: funny, like smelly rodent pet?
0: Um, I mean, something like that.
3: It's so funny. I think my
0: favorite thing that Candace calls him during the entire series is um, uh, during, oh, I forget the episode's name, but the one where she calls him meat brick. Yes!
3: Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's
0: a good one. Hit the road meat brick <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Perry like calls her and is like, hey, we're doing a, a a pet wash thing for charity. And Candace is like, oh Perry, come over here, you little meat brick. Dude, Perry
3: is just sleeping peacefully here and she's just gonna be mean to him. That is the worst. I'm
0: thinking of the other episode. I think that's the come home Perry one where Candace trips over Perry because she's it's the middle of the night and she's going to go get a midnight snack and she strips over Perry and puts him outside and Perry just goes like wah, 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 and like mocks her.
3: <laughs> I love how she's carrying Perry like an arm's length away from her in this episode. <laughs> like She just doesn't even want it close to her body. Like he's the most like does nothing pet. Like so nice. Has never caused any problems in this household. And like she hates him for no reason. He's the
0: absolute opposite of the platypus from the series Camp Camp where the platypus is like this little feral demon
1: i love camp camp so much (laughs) i think that's why it's so important that phineas and ferb across the second dimension has such a focus on perry as a character because you really get to see what makes him tick in a way that you don't really get in the 11 minutes especially with his relationship to phineas and ferb because you know he's always off with doofenshmirtz that's why that's why second dimension is such a a great fit for a longer form story because it's something you really can't do in the eleven minutes but yeah Perry I'm and can really
0: that's why that's why my friend dave also puts the where is Perry two-parter really high up in his ranking is because that's one where you really get to see just how much Perry cares for the boys and it's just oh, he loves them so much he really he does.
3: does
2: I really need to watch that again I have not I don't I think I've only seen it once
3: that's the movie that made me a fan of Phineas affirm. That
1: was a good the movie one. Came out. I got that movie on DVD for Christmas from my sister because we didn't have cable, and I was so happy.
3: <laughs> that movie came out right around the time that, like, my parents had gotten a divorce, so I was already sad little Carly, and then that movie came out, and I was like, what? Oh. This is amazing!
0: So, um, so Perry <laughs> and Candace, of course, Candace scripts and ends up going through the teleporter with Perry, and they switch brains, um and Perry of course just immediately goes off to his assignment not even realizing that anything's wrong until he lands in the the headquarters and Monogram's like how did the teenage girl get in here and Carl's like a teenage girl it's like oh. and the hat lands it's like oh it's Perry okay and Carl's There's like oh, it was me. a real girl I'm like why would Perry need to be going in disguise anywhere
3: and especially as like the his owner's hand is yeah, they should know
0: the, who that is well, it kind of reminds me of the 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 episode uh, we're jumping around a lot, but um, make a play where they're like, find a find a stock photo of a teenage girl. and They just pull up a picture of Candace and then it's like, oh, I found a picture of the real princess. It's like, oh, it's like actually like,
3: like her doppelganger.
0: Well, it is a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, Phineas and her was so funny for no reason. <laughs> Like, no reason for it to be... Like, I I haven't watched Phineas a verb in this sound like, since January, I think. Like, that's the last time I watched Phineas a verb And, Furman. like, watching, like, just this episode with no sound, and I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like,
0: the, the way that they did the character ex- expressions in this episode are so good. Because, of course, obviously, when you do a body swap episode, and this is what I really love about the, the episode of Gravity Falls, where Dipper and Mabel switch bodies because you'd think that oh well they're twins so you know how do you make them look that different but they do like the the the, what what they do to make it so that you know that oh it's Mabel and Dipper's body and vice versa is so good and I love that just with the character expressions and the mannerisms it's just "Ah, oh perfect (laughs) I love body swap episodes like this they can be so fun uh for the animators to play around with
3: I like how when, when Phineas and Ferb tell Isabella, like, oh, Perry and Candace switch bodies, <laughs> Isabella's like, really? That's so cool. That's so
0: cool. <laughs> She's like, you wouldn't think it was cool if you smelled like this. <laughs> oh, and of course, um, there's the bit where, because right before Candace trips and falls through the teleporters, um, Ferb is about to take a picture and he ends up taking a picture of Candace with Perry. And and is standing there like this. <laughs> and that's the picture that they put up everywhere and she's like why did you use that picture it's like it's the only it one says, we like,
3: missing girl platypus that looks like girl platypus looks
0: <laughs> like a girl how do we tell if it's a girl <laughs> 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 this is one of those episodes where it's My just like it's so hairy, silly hairy. and it's
3: great body is like on the scooter and like stacy sees her
1: He's he's like, okay, just,
3: like, do you want to, whatever? Do you want to do this?" And, and and Perry's just like, like tips the hat and like drives away.
0: Was that a yes? I don't know, but I like the hat. Yeah, it's a good look for her. That is so funny. <laughs> We're kind of just going through. um Also, I guess at least Slushy the Clown looks happy and not terrifying. Yeah. Like some (laughs) other burger clowns I can think of. I watched that episode of Big City Greens earlier. (laughs) And they they have the mascot costume and they make it like just unsettling enough.
1: I saw a video about how McDonald's new Happy Meal mascot, which is like the Happy Meal box come alive, is disturbing children. Because it's even worse than Ronald McDonald. (laughs) I I got a picture of one
0: of those just hiding out in a trash can and it looked horrifying.
2: I hate All of those characters were scary to me when I was younger, like the gr- gr- Grimace, Grimace? The purple one. <laughs> it was like,
3: Yes, Grimace.
2: He's the best. I he's was the
0: Grimace. The
3: hamburger. Grimace is the big purple guy in the hamburglar. And there was the um, there was the bird. I don't know her name. Um yeah, I have so many just like memories tied to Grimace specifically. <laughs> like he's just so funny. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Wikipedia Grimace has a he fandom really page. Up. But like, what was Grimace
2: supposed to be? His large purple character debuted in 1971 as the evil Grimace. <laughs> That's why I was scared. I was not born in 1971. He's though. He
3: was born a year before my mom and three years before my father. <laughs> Hamburglar, burglar.
0: It was born the same Birdie, year as burg- the
3: Fry Kids, Mayor
2: McCheese, Officer oh, yes. Big Mac. This is insane. The Professor. I remember that.
3: They oh. had so many mascots for why. I don't know. They should open a McDonald's. Thing they wanted for, to make like, a Saturday morning movies.
0: cartoon, and I think they did for a few episodes. The Grimace? Of, of all the McDonald's characters, they had like a whole cartoon. Uh, there was one episode you need that to was. Look like, that up. Yeah. I, I, I knew this because I was watching some 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 show about lost media on YouTube, and there was there was one episode of that that was like
2: I'm really the hard fandom to find page in the chat for your listening and reading pleasure later. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's has a fandom page. McDonald's characters very of interesting.
0: course it does. Of course it does. The cartoon Mac was
2: called Tonight.
3: "The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald." Yes. yes, I remember Mac Tonight, the guy with the moon.
0: That oh, was like Mac Cigarette Tonight, yes Sinatra. I remember seeing the defunct land episode about that
3: the character design looks like the wild thornberries
0: yeah it kind of (laughs) does um so one thing that's kind of interesting in this episode is you kind of get to see candace's priorities where it's like she could she could get phineas and Ferb in trouble right there for switching her brain with perry's brain even though it was an accident. But then she's like, oh, if that's Jeremy, uh, tell him I'm getting ready. I don't want to see, I don't want him to see me like this. It's like, see me like what? Want-
3: Okay. I think though, if I got turned into a platypus, I would just be running around like, hey guys, it's me. I would get like people would probably like want to do tests on me and give me like a bunch of money.
0: Like, I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'm a talking platypus, no CGI required. No. You just gotta
1: make sure you use that. Beaver tail fighting skills, so it's it's you demanding money for the research, and not just trying to take.
0: So easily, the best part of this episode is the fact that Perry goes ask Candace to go fight Dubin birds and it's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) A teenage girl, Perry, the teenage girl. I love how later on, um, Duve is like, "Wait, I don't want to hit you. That'll be like
3: hitting a girl. I'm not, I don't want to." Doesn't, hit a girl. He, doesn't Candace like hit him with the purse, and he's like, "Did you have that when you came in?" <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. Perry, Perry hits Duve with the purse, and, and Duve's like, "Did you have that the whole time?" And th- there's also a bit where Duve's like, "Well, I'm out of here," and he runs, and there's like the puff of, of of like like dust, and then the dust clears, and he's still there. And he's like, "What just happened?" That was like, that was a very maniacs kind of gag, I think. So, Love that. So
3: funny. For no reason. Oh, God, I forget how <laughs> funny
0: Phineas <laughs> Um Oh, and of course, uh, Linda goes out of her way to embarrass Candace. Um, and she tells Jeremy that Candace has a Jeremy shrine.
3: <laughs> that is so good. There's also the, the bit with the, the earrings again, where the, the cop is like, or Phineas is like to the cop, he's like, yeah, mom lost her earrings, and the cop is like, the hoops are the dangly toe <laughs> Like, who is this cop? Oops. Oh, that's Why a shame. We'll be like,
1: right on it. That's That's a classic cartoon gag, though, is everybody already being keyed in on something that just seems so out of the blue or it's random. So that's even in live action. Like, I, I,
0: did, I have expected Isabella to be like... Uh, to, to, to say something about the earrings, but she doesn't. She's only in oh, the yeah. episode for like really fifteen seconds. But oh well.
3: Isn't she driving the blimp?
0: Yeah, she's driving the blimp. That's the last <laughs> time we see her in the episode. She doesn't do anything else.
3: Because she's talented. Okay.
0: Oh well, yeah. Not the first or last time we'll see a blimp in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, the the, the other thing <laughs> that was kind of funny. I'm like, um, Candace is like, well. Um, Linda is like, uh, maybe I lost the earrings when I was folding Candace's laundry. I'm like, Candace, you're how old? Why are you still having your mom fold your laundry? <laughs> yeah. She's
3: incapable of most things, I guess. Uh,
0: apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, there's the guy with the shrinkinator that still is not unplugged. I forgot about that. And that comes back later. That's one of
1: my favorites. As
0: well, it's like, oh, I, I never unplugged this. Well, I'm out of I'm here. <laughs> <plugged into. laughs> and uh, of course, Perry comes back home and then they switch back and everything's good.
3: You, Jeremy was feeding Perry
0: Candace that nasty
3: larvae. Oh, yeah, worms
0: and insect larva.
3: <laughs> she did puke.
0: And and yeah, she throws up, and then and then sweats milk.
1: <laughs> Platypuses actually milk. do that. Yep, she got put are very interesting creatures. They really and are. How Dan Pompey just took that and ran with it. You
3: know, am I sweating milk. <laughs> <laughs> Being a platypus is so gross. Um,
0: and then, of course, we get for the end credits, we get the Perry the teenage girl version of the Perry the platypus theme. <laughs>
3: About
0: that. and laura was it you that sang that or who was it that sang that one which song the perry the teenage girl perry,
3: perry
0: version of the perry Teenager. the platypus theme
2: definitely not me
0: that wasn't <laughs> you okay sheena easton
2: sheena i was gonna say her next you know that she... well i'm not gonna say anything
0: Oh, I love you, Laura, so much. <laughs> Save it for the bus. Sheena Easton, hey, who was also DuVerniers' girlfriend, yes, in, that was the same... um...
2: I think they might have recorded it at the
0: same time. Don't quote me though. In Shape, Platypus. That's who that was.
2: It's an angel. You, sh- you can wor- look up some Sheena Easton videos, and Danny actually played in her band. Danny played in a lot of people's bands, like George Michael. If you've heard.
1: Oh, Don't wow. Let the sun go
2: down on me with Elton John. That's Danny playing. I just watched the unplugged MTV Unplugged of George Michael. Danny was playing on that. Uh, he did Viva Las Vegas or Diva what? Las Vegas, rather, with Bette Midler. Like, he played He played with Tower of Power. He played with a lot of people before he started composing for animation.
1: That's he is so crazy, talented. He was... That's awesome. That
2: is nuts.
3: His he resume must be bunch, huge.
1: His resume is like seven miles also. long. So,
3: Wait, did you say Shrek?
2: Yeah, he yeah. did
1: lead guitar for the final, whatever the final song is. I forget what it's called. The one he by the did monkeys. did a lot of
2: stuff because Mary Lotta, his believer. business partner and, and wife at the time, was a music producer, executive music producer, I think. She was pretty well to do. So crazy. Yeah. That's oh why you need goodness. to have him on the show to yeah. talk about it. It's a small Absolutely.
1: world after all. <laughs> and. and-
0: Of course, before Phineas and Ferb, as I've mentioned multiple times, because I have a friend who's like obsessed with The Emperor's New Groove and has a whole podcast about the whole franchise, Um, Danny Jacob did music for The Emperor's New School.
2: Yep, I was on an episode of that.
3: What? Yeah,
2: if you you listen to that song, you will know. I'm going to send you, I'm not, are we allowed to play it on the podcast? You're probably not because of the copyright stuff
0: i don't think i could ding for copyright for anything on this because i've had flips before but so if it, you
2: listen to for this hire? song you might recognize it when
0: your hat is so unclean you've got no room like a sardine called Quark for hire to spring clean because press he's on the scene The sanitize your and
2: dust off every figurine reorganize your tambourines and color code your jelly beans because cronk
0: for hire on the scene Crunk for hire can do the just for cleaning is not a
2: problem. When
1: crunk for hire is on the job, for
3: hire. Crunk for hire is not affiliated with Crunk for lease.
2: Okay, so that song. Yes, that appears in Phineas and Ferb. Yes, crunk for
0: hire. We've mentioned that several times before. Hey, it's Meep. Meep, did you bring us something fun to eat?
1: Meep. Meet carbonated it's
2: it's multitasking in shows
0: yes i love that <laughs> i love It was did. actually my
2: very first song that i ever sang for disney tv animation
0: oh, awesome oh that's so cool very special then yep. that's great How
2: was the beginning the beginning 2006 because i met danny at a symphony orchestra gig that we were both doing together and i was singing from the pit that year and he was playing guitar before he got too busy with his composing stuff. And that's how we met.
1: I love that, like, y'all just have so much range, you know, with what you do. Like, just going to do a symphony orchestra. Like, (laughs) I, I can just see, you know, Danny in the symphony orchestra and you singing there. And then it's like, you know, you just do so many other things. You're directing, you're right. It's, it's just crazy. I
0: mean, Danny wrote one heck of a score for Candace Against the Universe. I love how that turned out. It's so good.
2: He wrote a great score, but we also had an incredible orchestrator who was nominated for a Grammy this year, Jeremy Levy. So That's the orchestrations awesome. are a big part of it. Look up Jeremy Levy's work. He's done every movie you, that you've seen. He's uh, so crazy. He's incredible. So you, a lot of people forget about the importance of the orchestrator Yes. So, 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 so important. I'm on the board of directors at ASMAC, which is the American Society of Music Arrangers and Composers. And we study orchestration like you would not believe and have master classes for people that want to learn about that, who already do it. And it's been a really great experience in my life. I've been involved with that organization for probably over 10 years. Like just as a member, but then they asked me to be on the board. And so orchestration cool. is so, so, so important. That was the thing that I was looking forward to the most of that movie, cast Against the Universe, because it was like yeah, oh, just, we had a real not, sadly it was not extra. recorded in LA. It was done during COVID, but
0: yeah. So I I know you guys had to do like a like a like a zoom at like what like two AM with um with them in Berlin.
2: Yeah, it's it's oh kind God. of a, a sad subject because there are people like Michael Giacchino who make sure that the work stays in Los Angeles for our musicians here, but it's just so much more cost-effective to take it overseas, especially now that we have Zoom and everything. It just—it really breaks my heart that we didn't record it here, but that's how the ball bounces.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: One of the shout things. Out, that... shout, out, shout out, Michael Giacchino. Oh yeah he's he's legend one of the things a couple
2: films with him he's really really sweet great guy
0: i'm wondering if he did a score for velocicoaster i don't think i don't i think if he did he wouldn't be allowed to say anything just yet um but i'm like if that thing has onboard audio they're
2: not they're not really particular about ndas with who's doing the music they usually don't that's not as like anything Marvel as far as movies go. Like, even the Marvel stuff with WandaVision was so like you could not breathe without them being like,
0: right, Be careful,
2: don't breathe too much, you know? They, uh, but they're not usually particular about announcing composers for like theme park music. I know that Bruce Broughton did a lot of stuff for the parks because we just had a master class with him for ASMAC, but. I am an orchestration nerd totally it's it can make or break your whole project it's the science of music it's where the the chills come from you know
0: right when they redid the whole they had uh Patrick Stump do a score for that and that was pretty good so I'm, I'm like I'm hoping they get a, they, they have a good score for Velocicoaster that that thing is so incredibly like as well themed as a as a big thrill coaster like that can get um i'm like so I'm, i I thought i saw the, they were gonna have an onboard soundtrack but i don't know
1: we'll have to see i guess i remembered what it was it was going back to laura's point about the music being done overseas just with animation in particular how uh, yeah. much of a craft that is in a lot of places with you know much poorer economies because we send it there to get it done cheaper and it's just really cool to i mean it's not good that they're underpaid but it's interesting that the arts Thrive so much in those areas um the arts are very different in
2: other countries they treat musicians and artists like actual celebrities everywhere but
3: America it'd be nice
1: (laughs) yeah well and it's it's just amazing because it's like these people have to draw the characters on model and do this crazy just artistic stuff to meet the the television standards and the just sheer amount of content that's being produced nowadays.
0: They, they did an episode of Big City Greens pretty recently where they show more or less the whole process of animation. Um, and they have the bit where they like put all, the, all the storyboards uh, into a slingshot with, um, with or, or into like a uh, catapult with like a boulder that says destination, South Korea. <laughs> and they do like this whole ritual and they send it off to South Korea to get animated.
3: Oh yeah, I saw cl- I saw little clips of that. It was cute. That was,
0: I, I have to watch that full episode, but I need to get caught up on Big City Greens, but that was, I, I was like, I, I love this so much.
1: <laughs> There's also the whole language barrier. So like certain studios like Mercury Filmworks, who right now is working on The Ghost and Molly McGee, a lot of times those shows are able to be done faster because they're not dealing with a language barrier um that happens when you send it to a lot of overseas countries um so that's why shows like tangled or um ghost of mommy can get done faster animation because there's fewer retakes because there's no language barrier. it's just really interesting and then there's hilda season two <laughs> different studios hilda season two is amazing yeah i mean it, it took so them good. forever but it was but, worth it <laughs>
0: all right so there's so much to watch um laura do you have any other stories you want to share with us or anything like that um
2: i had a cold when i sang disco
0: miniature golfing queen (laughs) that's surprisingly on brand for the episode
2: i was i i've practiced a lot singing around illness so that was fun to have that documented that i could do it um what else it was <laughs> being multi-talented really cool to, to like talk about who's you know like who sang that song they never break out the song credits um in hardly any tv animation shows that i've seen i haven't watched any recently but it was always a big struggle to even just get credit and i was never credited on that show ever and the first credit that they actually finally gave me was the Candace Against the Universe film. So that was really cool to be like, oh, I'm finally up there and additional voices. Oh, I actually sang that song. So I speak about this in a positive way because a lot of young people that or people that have, of any age actually that just don't aren't as familiar with the sag after contracts and how negotiation works or if you don't have an agent, like there's a lot of protecting to be done for yourself and other people by just sharing information and sharing knowledge so that you don't get forgotten about and that's part of why there's still so many episodes that i haven't been paid for because i'm not credited i'm not on the cast list that's so
0: wild it's that doing so like
2: bogus. so many episodes of that show it was just like i i let it happen and i kept asking and they kept saying no and i it just it's a good story for the ages of you know next time someone comes to me and it's like hey what how do i can you give me advice on this and And I've helped a lot of young people too that I've both hired and have been hired because as a contractor, sometimes I get to be the casting director and the director when like on Sophia the first and Elena of Avalor, they would always ask for groups of singers. So I would cast them and I was able to take care of their contracts and make sure that they were taken care of. So just sharing information about how things work and encouraging people if they want to get into the industry you know if it's there in your heart it's there for a reason and you got to always follow your dreams and but know that it's going to take a lot 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 of work for sure but that's your help
1: that's awesome
2: time i think that's a great note for us to end on i love giving it <laughs> <laughs> i do because usually if something is happening to somebody chances are i did my first recording session when i was seven years old so chances are if something's happening to somebody and they're like what do i do i probably had it happen to me already so
3: which sucks is the fact that uh you do so much for these shows and like the the shows wouldn't even be the same without like the work that you, that like you and other musicians do on them so like I it, quite it just sucks that you guys don't get any credit for it
2: well it's like and it's not a vanity thing it's more like just to make sure that we we're there when yeah. it comes to getting residuals because that's so much of our income is the residual payments like if they're using like your artwork if somebody is using your artwork on tv you need to be paid for it right so i'd be a real man about in the credits usually leads to you forget them forgetting to pay you so and it's <laughs> not open, even fair during COVID, the music industry has pretty much completely shut down. It's been uh-huh. hurt more than the airlines and more than the cruise ships. It's everybody's been hurting and it's been a terrible time, but the music no. industry has just completely gone away. And without our residual payments, you know, I would have I don't even know if I'd still be alive at this point. You know, there's no. so much that I was able to do and just be okay because I was getting paid my residuals. Cause what did everyone do during COVID? Streamed our shows, yeah. <laughs> there we go, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Why, this name was fun, everyone, credit. I love you. This is oh, so much goodness fun. Goodness Thank you, you so much, Laura,
0: for coming on.
2: I will talk to Danny and say, Guess what? You should do,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone have anything they want to plug? Plug what do I want
2: to plug? Um, I don't know, I don't think anything. Twitter, I just had a bunch of stuff came out the cherry movie came out WandaVision, um yeah the dolly parton thing um Christmas when i square. can tell you about the video game i did i will because that, that's a big one they've had that's the same so thing for a long time and
0: and uh, at Elsie laura on twitter
2: yes i'm that's the only social media i'm on right now and
0: and that's all i'll say about it
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm so afraid for that
0: and Jonathan, of course, you have your stuff.
1: My YouTube channel is The Second Dimension. Uh, you can just find me, search on YouTube, The Second Dimension. And you will see all I have interviews with. I think I have two with Danny, the Dan Pavanmayer ones. If you're interested in more Phineas and Ferb interviews, there's a whole wealth of interviews there for you. Yeah,
0: interviews with as cool as
1: people.
2: Yes, yeah, sub- subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is a good thing to plug. Can't oh, what's your YouTube that. channel? Yes. It's Laura Dickinson Music, youtube.com
3: slash Laura Dickinson Music.
2: Laura Dickinson Music.
0: Go subscribe to her, people. I'm going to go subscribe to that right now.
2: Orchestra videos and fun stuff. I I watch your
3: videos on YouTube all the time. Like, I'll just, like, if I'm bored, I'm like, I'll watch this video, Laura. Like, I love them. They're so good. Thanks, thanks, bell (laughs) (laughs) My <laughs> only right. thing to plug right now is probably Instagram and Twitter, Carly Bella underscore, and then the musical without a C- cool acronym, which is um the Financial for a parody musical that I was um uh art designer for. And they just finished filming, so it should be coming out soon. I'm I still so have to film
1: background parts. I should get to that.
3: <laughs> I have to fin I had to finish backgrounds for some of the scenes. So we're getting there. <laughs> awesome congrats
2: very
0: excited for that it's
3: gonna be good
0: all right okay, this was so much fun you. thank you guys so much oh my gosh, i love i love doing this this was a blast what a fun time thank you
3: for having Absolutely. me it was very fun it was so fun to talk to all of you thank you for coming
0: thank yeah. you so much laura this was amazing
3: my pleasure love you all enjoy
2: your week and keep me posted on all of your adventures yes we'll do
0: Alrighty. thank you so much bye, bye have laura. a good night everybody have a good, good night, night
3: everybody bye bye
0: You can follow me on Twitter, at Starport97, and at the YouTube channel, Starport97. I've got a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, on there, and I'm still planning on doing the Disney Springs video, but that's still a ways off, especially since I'm going to be starting a new series of vlogs that are a combination of a vlog and a scripted video, and I'm going to have a whole bunch of that coming from my upcoming road trip, so I'm very much looking forward to that. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio and Audible. And, of course, also Anchor, where I upload this podcast to. Also, please leave us a review and give us five stars and share us with your friends if you liked it. All of that stuff helps us out immensely in the almighty algorithm. And join us next time when we talk about the Owl House. (laughs)